and welcome to the October 22nd episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from Miranda Law Firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world. This week, we bring you news on energy in Angola, the 2022 Portuguese state budget, the refurbishment of the Dili airport in Timor-Leste, and other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Diana, over to you. We start this week's episode with developments on two projects in Angola in which Miranda is involved. The first is the signing of the shareholders' agreement that establishes the partnership between Total Iran, Greentech and Sonangal for the 35-megawatt Kilemba solar project in the city of Lubango. Under the agreement, Sonangal will hold a 30% interest in Kilemba Solar Limitada, while Total Iran and Greentech will own 51% and 19% respectively. Kilemba Solar is one of many utility-scale solar projects currently being developed in Angola, in line with the country's vision to commission up to 500 megawatts of renewable energy capacity by 2025. Miranda was also involved in advising on the mining investment project developed by Rio Tinto for the exploration of the 108-square-kilometer Chiri Diamond concession in Lunda Norte. Rio Tinto has secured a 75% stake in the venture with Angola state-owned diamond company in Diema retaining a 25% interest. Speaking at the Russian Energy Week, Angolan President João Lourenço encouraged more oil companies to invest in Angola. Despite the presence of some of the largest international oil companies in Angola, there's still room for other investors, particularly regarding the exploration and appraisal of new sedimentary basins. Still on the subject of private investment, the Economic Commission of the Council of Ministers has amended the procedures for the registration of private investment proposals. The new regulation also establishes procedures for the granting of benefits and facilities, as well as monitoring, inspection, sanctions and the extinction of rights granted under the private investment law. As part of a push for decarbonization, any Sonangal and the National Oil, Gas and Biofuels Agency signed a Memorandum of Understanding for the Joint Development of the Agro-Biofuels Sector in the country. Under the Memorandum, these companies will develop a decarbonization strategy through a circular economy approach, assessing in particular the development of low indirect land use change crops. Meanwhile, there have been major developments in Gabon with the publication of a decree on the implementation of the local content policy in the petroleum sector. The new statute applies to any entity engaged in the hydrocarbon sector and contains specific rules on the use of local companies and employees, as well as training obligations. Also of enormous importance is the new investment code being prepared in the country. Aimed at improving the competitiveness in the business sector, the statute will focus on the promotion and protection of foreign investment. Down in Mozambique, the government has shown its resolve to ward off the negative effects of the pandemic and other challenges affecting the economy by simplifying and reducing bureaucratic procedures and processes. Proof of the country's efforts is the progress made in the implementation of the Action Plan for the improvement of the business environment in the period 2019 to 2021. The Mozambican government is also keen on increasing the ratio of renewables in the country's energy mix and is currently working on a new wind power project expected to reach a capacity of 40 megawatts. The plant is to be built through a public-private partnership in the Ingamibani province. 
On the Iberian Peninsula, EDP and Repsol signed a Memorandum of Understanding to evaluate investment opportunities in renewable hydrogen projects in Portugal and Spain. In Portugal, the plan is to explore the production of renewable hydrogen in Singe, taking advantage of the complementarity between Repsol's operations as a potential user of renewable gas in its industrial complex and EDP's role as an energy supplier. Also in Portugal, the draft 2022 state budget foresees an investment of over 300 million euros in road infrastructures, while public-private partnerships for the construction of roads and highways total over 1.2 billion euros. Back to Africa, the Democratic Republic of the Congo has been granted a billion dollars by the United Arab Emirates, which is to be invested mainly in the mining sector and should be available immediately, on the condition that the relevant projects are clearly identified. Meanwhile, the Republic of the Congo has just received $100 million for the construction of a data center needed for the storage of national data. The tender for the construction of the center to be built in Bakongo, in Brazzaville, was launched on the 15th of October. The government of the Republic of the Congo has expressed its wish to sell electricity in Central Africa and perhaps become the largest seller of electricity in the region. To this effect, the Minister of Energy and Hydraulics has stated the need to turn the focus away from oil and towards the construction of several hydroelectric dams. Dubai's international port operator, DP World, and Britain's development finance agency, the CDC Group, are jointly investing up to 1.72 billion US dollars in logistics infrastructures in Africa over the next several years. They will start by modernizing three ports operated by DP World in Egypt, Somalia, and Senegal. In Timor-Leste, the government signed a 135 million US dollar loan agreement with the Asian Development Bank to finance the refurbishment of the President Nicolau Dubato International Airport in Delhi, which includes a runway extension and the construction of a control tower, as well as the rehabilitation of other airport facilities. Also, as part of the airport's expansion and improvement project, Timor-Leste and Japan signed an exchange of notes regarding the 44 million US dollar donation for the construction of a new passenger terminal and a power supply station for the airport. This will allow Timor-Leste to meet international safety standards and ensure safer and more efficient air travel, which will improve air connectivity with neighboring countries in Asia and the Pacific. Ultimately, the project is expected to boost tourism and the overall economy, enabling Timor-Leste to diversify and bringing it one step closer to its accession to the Association of Southeast Asian Nations. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. We will be back with you in two weeks' time with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world. Please join us again then for more news from the 19 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. If you have time, also drop by our website or LinkedIn page, where you will find more updates on our activity and legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.mirandalawfirm.com. 
This episode was presented by Diana Teodoro from our Lisbon office and Luís Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Catarina Moraes from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.